Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? Does he have headphones? Understand. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally... We we're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I am your host, Mark Poulos. On the show today, another great interview with uh, fellow comic Mark Yaffe. Um, we are doing a tour right now. Um, tour, it's just basically a Friday, Saturday in North Dakota couple corporate gigs and uh i say that a lot a lot of people get confused as to what a corporate gig is it's pretty simple like if we do a bar or a comedy club or something it's uh open to the public but uh corporate gig is when a company specifically hires us to come in and do comedy for their company or whatever so that's a corporate gig um, so you usually have to be a little cleaner. Uh, you have to stay away from certain topics like graphic sexual material or drug stuff or any of that stuff. You know, it's, uh, it's a very vanilla uh, version of our stand-up comedy. So they always say it's the, uh, the not fun shows for the more money. So that's what usually ends up happening. So. Uh, we're working for an ethanol company up here. They have uh, two branches, one in Aberdeen, one in Watertown, and uh, we're doing two different shows. And, uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. So a little time off on Saturday, so uh, Mark popped by uh, my room, and uh, we laid down a podcast. So here's the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yahoo! All right. On the program today, Mark Yaffe. The man, the myth. How are you, sir? I am great, Mark Poulos. Uh, thanks for having me here in your lovely studios. I, I man, you, I love what you've done with the place. It's amazing. I, I want to know who your housekeeping staff the, is. The uh, the Hampton Inn Studios. I finally made it to the Hamptons. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, lovely Watertown, South Dakota. It's part of the Mark and Mark corporate tour. That is across right. South Dakota. You know, if this goes well, this might be a thing. You know? It could become an annual event. You know, they, uh, we can come play for your ethanol corporation <laughs> or alternative energy uh, business next Christmas. Book now. <laughs> the official comedians for of the, of the ethanol of in- the e- ethanol industry. E eighty five. I mean, is there any people that you do like corporate shows for every year that they? Uh, like, would you say you're the official comic of anything? I am not the go-to guy for anyone. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm the, like, we went to him no longer contacting him guy for anyone. Because I like to say I'm the official comic of War Road, Minnesota. Uh, even cause there is a guy in Minneapolis who's from War Road uh, who's pretty successful named Robert Burrill. But, uh, is he I've, a native guy? No. 
There's white people in War Road? Yes, there's quite a few white people in War Road. Well, you said your wife's in War Road, right? Yeah, she's white. I've done... Well, I, that is kind of my go... <laughs> I want proof. No. Oh. <laughs> I but I've done sure like... steal one of our women. I've done no. like six shows up there, so I consider myself the official comedian of War Road. Well, I do have to qualify. I do have a regular gig. I've been to War Road, the Seven Clans Casino. I've been up there three times, so I can't say I'm an annual regular, but I'm a... Yeah. I'm on the callback list. Okay, so I'll be going back up there next year. And that's what, uh, mo- uh, you know, mostly to have you on the podcast because you're a very funny comic. But uh, I thought it'd be interesting to chat about that angle of comedy because I don't know if people know. A Is lot that because it's that. November and it's Native American Heritage <laughs> Month? I'm the token Is guy it? for the year. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. It's this, December. This, this is what I, okay, but yeah, that's good, Mark. I, see, that's because I've been drinking. See, I'm just perpetuating stereotypes. I'm in the wrong month. So, I'm, uh, I'm still people November, that I'm don't sorry. know Mark Yaffe, you are half Irish, half uh, Mexican, half Native American. And as we call that Minnesota math, folks, that's right there. I'm a, <laughs> that's a lot of halves. I'm 150% mixed. Yes, thank you, Mark. <laughs> okay. If we want to be official, I think, uh, according to the Ancestry DNA, Ancestry.com. Oh, you clicked a leaf? I'm, yeah, I did. I, paid, I, I forked out the $75. I can't believe I spent that kind of money to find out this misinformation. I think it turns out I'm actually like 22% native, um, like 23% Iberian, which is Spaniard, evidently. That's my Mexican okay. part. You know, because you know, Mexicans and the Spaniards, evidently, there was a lot of intermingling going on in the yeah. Cortez era. And then uh, some... some um, let, yeah, my Latino and then and some Irish, so okay. Mexican, Irish, Navajo, Mexico. <laughs> so that is your uh, your descendant is Navajo. Yep, is from the uh, Dene people. Okay, I'm a quarter Dene. I'm a duh. So. Yeah, so you do uh, a significant amount of uh, like specifically geared Native American shows in during your year, or is it just a few? Or you know what, it it varies year to year. That's probably about. Fifty percent of my gigs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything you would consider strange about doing those gigs as opposed to just a normal comedy club? I would say strange, maybe politically incorrect. No, strange. Yes, different would be the more <laughs> accurate term. You know, because yeah. you, you, when you deal with tribal events, it could be anything from a, um, you know, a elders organization on up to a real high end casino. So yeah. you don't know until you get the contract and you show up and it's like, oh. I thought it was going to be the, in the in the tribal center. It turns out we're in the gym under the uh, the hoop, <laughs> right? And and there's no lights, but at least they did get a microphone. Oh, it's a uh, it's a yeah. it's attached to a podium. This is great. <laughs> you know? I know with a lot sometimes when when I do private gigs or or corporate gigs or like small town gigs or something like that, sometimes they try to force someone from that group to be a part of the show like they're the funny man do you find that a lot in those kind of things it's almost guaranteed if you do a tribal <laughs> event hey my cousin you know he plays the flute we wonder if we can do it like a few minutes there up front you know it's not mine but uh my other cousin he wants to do some magic uh, he's gonna make a he's gonna make a jacket disappear he's gonna steal your jacket <laughs> uh-huh. it's just so ridiculous we were driving in the car and you were telling me that there's like 
just and I can imagine, you know, because you know when you do those tribal shows, like it's a community. When well, you want to support, man, yeah. these guys, you know, especially you go out like Leech Lake or or some real out way out res, and they don't get a lot of entertainment. So yeah. I'm like, hey, man, this guy, hey, I'm doing comedy. Like, well, yeah, I've done a couple yeah. events. We call you know some of the guys who call them. I think I showed the card fried bread comedians. <laughs> That's kind of the generic term for yeah. for the guys that start on the res and are trying to break out. And you know, hey, man, more power to them. But sometimes they don't have the same outlook as far as the comedy style that you might be used yeah. to in comedy clubs. So you just try to be supportive, and, and man, they're all excited. And I showed up one time in um, Lewiston, Idaho. I don't know if it was even a tribal gig. It was, I think it was just a, uh, a one-nighter, and this yeah. guy's like, hey, by the way, I just started comedy six months ago. I just want you to know we have a lot of very similar material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've been working on this 15 years. You just came up six months. We just happened to have the same material. Yeah. Gee, are you part of my? Are you a YouTube subscriber yeah. on my channel? <laughs> you check his history; it just says Mark Yaffe for like twenty clicks. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Uh, the, remember they had the funny bone in Sioux Falls, and it became nitwits for yeah, a while. Yeah. One time I came, and the one of the kitchen guys, because they used to do their monthly or whatever open mic. One yeah. of the guys in the kitchen, he had. Uh, I, I think I was just hosting or middling, and yeah. the the headliner in my set, and I think the middle he had a napkin and he had a bunch of topic KKK. Uh, Homeschool, <laughs> all the topics written down in a napkin. So he'd planned on incorporating them into his next. So the napkin disappeared. The guy was like, "Oh, frantic! Oh, well, you didn't say anything. I don't know what happened." You know, <laughs> flushed down the toilet. What was the point of that story, Mark? I totally. That you flushed his napkin down the toilet. The point is, write your own damn material. Oh, that those were your jokes. Well, you can contact me at mark laughwithmark dot com, and uh, I can help uh, do some professional coaching, one on one consulting available. So those were your jokes. Some of them were mine. Oh, some of them were my friends. Yeah, I got. That was like the worst. I'm not a storyteller yeah. comic because you can probably figure out by now. I should yeah. just stick to the one liner. Yes, but like it, was, it, it ha I, that happened one time uh, when I was in Oklahoma City. They did the uh, they did the open mic, and then the next night when we did the regular show, um, the MC was in the back of the room, and he found this card on a table, and it had like little notes from all the comedians that were on that night. Like somebody was kind of taking notes or like little snippets for their next comedy act yeah so you know and if the, you ever hear you know if you're a civilian as we say a non-comedian you ever hear comics talk about yeah this guy's doing everybody's greatest hits yeah that's pretty much he's just biting off everyone else and you know so it's yeah. it's these are not street jokes you know this is <laughs> we do like to have some creative control yeah. over our material we well, do people can't understand that sometimes yeah. i wonder if do you get it a lot where people are like hey i printed this off the internet you can do it in your skit tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah you know? your little skit. Yeah, hey, you can have that one. What? Me? You can open with this if you want. Hey, you know what? I think just just write me a whole setup. I'll yeah. do a whole hour on your material. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about your wife. It's it's surprising how much uh, how much misinformation and and people not understanding what we do. No. The you perception know. is you're just naturally funny. This has all come off the top of your head. You went and took a crap in the hotel and and took a shower and just showed up and just started just talking out of your ass and came up with all this stuff and. You well, no, the, the fact much? that they think that uh, that comedy is like this kind of pool of material that we all pull from. Ex we're yes, not like writing true. our own things. Right, we're right. just, oh. Whatever I, comes to our mind, whatever someone else came to their mind that we happen to hear, now it's yeah. community property. Yeah. And it, it just drives me crazy because people just don't understand that we actually write our own stuff. And doing other people's stuff is a really bad thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're like... Why don't you do like uh, 20 minutes of Bill Maher, you know? Why don't you well, do it that? does bring up a point. You know, I'm really surprised, given all the cover band and tribute bands, that there's not more tribute comedy yeah. and there's some Richard Pryor impersonator in Vegas. I, I clicked on George something Carter the other day 
Uh, and it's the first time I'd ever seen it. And it, it wasn't like an impression thing. It was a comedy tribute tour where it was people dressed up as the comedians doing their material. And it was like Jay Leno and it was uh, Richard Pryor and like... Let's just hope it wasn't the same guy doing uh, change-ups, right? <laughs> Boy, that's a good Joan Rivers, but that Richard Pryor looks scary. <laughs> you ever notice uh, <laughs> when you're raping... What's I, the deal with these rapists? <laughs> oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Just merge that them all is. into one set. <laughs> Please welcome to stage Richard Seinfeld Cosby. <laughs> That's some crazy crap with Cosby, huh? I haven't America's, talked to any comedians on my podcast about it, but it is America's insane. Dad. You know, maybe you could. Who could? Could you've ever predicted OJ? You know, twenty years ago yeah. now, it's been twenty years. OJ never thought in a million years, and then Cosby. And he's saying, and then just to think, Hannibal Burris just—he was just riffing in a show, yeah. and he's getting all the credit for like outing Cosby. He just some guy happened to record it, and it just caught on. I'm oh like, man! Who do we have to insult crazy. around here to get uh, some notoriety, yeah. Mark? And it's like, I don't know. Some lady came out yesterday and said that there's, there's like twelve other women that we've never heard of because they just don't want to deal with it Dude, right now. There was in 2006 or something. It was it was like a class action lawsuit. <laughs> I wait for a commercial on TV. Have you been wronged by Bill Cosby? <laughs> Operators are standing by. <laughs> the strong arm. You ever see those commercials? Yes. I think they're in the south southwest a lot where it's called Bob Johnson, the strong arm. And then the, this arm comes in the screen and goes ping ping and like dents a piece of metal. <laughs> yeah. Those things are just Las Cruces School of Law graduate. Yeah, those uh that's some crazy accusations, man. But I mean, I don't it's, even it's, know what to make of it. You're hitting 30, 40 women now, and and yeah. Kirk Cameron, how did he get thrown in there? Was he in there? He, look, Google that. Kirk Cameron claimed he was he get was assaulted. Here. I swear to my life. All right, all right, Mark's I checking get, right now. Stand by for this very important Google <laughs> segment. I'll keep talking while Mark's looking it up. He's uh, very diligent on that phone. He's evidently well experienced in the world of high tech. Yeah, Kirk Cameron, Janice Dickinson, he's really run the gamut. Yeah. I just and I just feel I just feel bad, you know, man, just think that that whether whether they're true or not, which is starting to really air in his <laughs> against wow. him for his poor family to have to go through that, you know, and a wife and That's geez. insane. It's the first story on Google. Kirk Cameron? Kirk Cameron files sexual abuse charges on Bill Cosby. Wow. So 39 women and Kirk Cameron. How did this... Yeah. <laughs> was he in drag? What the hell happened? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Another rape allegation surfaced by Bill Cosby. Kirk Cameron. Growing Pains, Christian activist. Lawyer, blah, blah, blah. Brave women come forward. I don't know. You Where have we gotten to as a country yourself, when, the, when the two... Two institutions in America the most feared now are the police and Bill Cosby. I know. I mean, if this, I, I don't even know where it goes from here. Like, I mean, they would have to somehow actually convict him on one of these charges. Well, now there's a, a girl that was said she was 15 at the time, and this is 1974. Yeah. I thought there's a statute of limitations, but she's trying, you know, trying to get on, yeah. you know, underage. It's just, yeah. But it's just like, uh, I mean, I, if the, these accusations all become true, he. He will be 
the biggest serial rapist in the history of the world. It won't even be a close second. It's ridiculous. I don't know. Well, but, you know, this is a happy podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, you know who's happy right now? His attorney. That guy's billable oh, hours yeah. through the roof. <laughs> that, <clears throat> I'll, just one more thing I'll say about it because um, I really haven't talked about this at all on my podcast. I think the one thing that was really surprising to me, I don't know if you saw the AP interview where at the end of it he's kind of trying to convince the kid to not play the part of the interview where he asks him about the rape. And, yes. And he doesn't answer, and then he uh, he just keeps going on and on about how he shouldn't do it, and maybe we should call one of his bosses right now to make sure it doesn't go on the air. Or maybe we'll call that boss's boss. It's like, listen, you have to have a lot of juice, a lot of juice behind you to even make that comment. And he and he did it quite casually, you know. He did, you yeah. know, so you know that guy's he squashed Let's, some stuff over the years, whether oh. it's to do with women. Or whatever that guy. That's Could you imagine one powerful like, man? <clears throat> just the juice right now with him just doing his stand-up. But could you imagine the juice he had when the Cosby Show was doing 50 million viewers every Thursday? You know, yeah. he could have squat. He could have killed somebody, and they would have covered it up, and nobody would have known. I mean, that's how famous he was back then. It's just insane. Like yeah. I, they did such a good job of squashing it back in two thousand five or whatever. I had never even seen the story. He's, he's been playing whack. I've been playing whack a mole, legal whack a mole since nineteen sixty seven. Sounds yeah. like. And his wife. Somebody said his wife was just in the house while some of them happened. Like it's just insane. Whoa. I don't know, man. <clears throat> There's we will dad. stay tuned for more stuff. Well, that did open up a uh, sitcom spot for next season. What, yeah, are, what are we working right. on? Let's get the Mark and Mark yeah, sitcom. The Mark going. and Mark uh, comedy tour. Let's yeah. sneak Okay, that so here we go out we go out to South Dakota <laughs> yeah. to do a couple shows. The car breaks down and we get hired to work at the ethanol plant. <laughs> and now we're running yeah. the still. Yeah. <laughs> you turn the ethanol plant into an illegal <laughs> distillery. Yes. <laughs> It's going to be the new Strange Brew. You remember, you yeah, remember that movie, remember Strange that movie, Brew? Yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> so what, uh, what is your favorite part of the comedy business at this point? Because I think we're both pretty much right I'm at the pretty, same years. I'm pretty, in, yeah, you're 15 of the 50-year plan. Yeah. Isn't that, that's a weird. You know, we have parallel careers. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where did you start in out? I started in Sacramento. Okay. Not exactly a hotbed of comedy. So you yeah. mean because you think of Minneapolis, yeah, that's a cradle of you know. Think all the heavy hitters. So you, you guys must know had. Jeff Sargent, right? Jeff and I crossed paths only like once or twice. Oh, okay. Surprisingly, yeah. But I, my background was I actually. Uh, Unlike most California comedians who started doing comedy and then they started teaching traffic school classes because there was a way to make extra money, <laughs> Mr. Dyslexic over here, I worked for the state of California as a driving examiner and I couldn't handle it anymore. So it, I, I started a traffic school and driving school. I started teaching classes. And people were like, oh, you're pretty funny. You should take a class. Or you should take a class. You should become a comedian. Yeah. So I went looking for more comedy instructors. Say, well, I'll start a comedy school because that's what everyone was doing. Found a went to recruit a com comedian who ended up turns out she was teaching a class and her and her partner were doing this comedy class at last unlimited in sacramento i ended up taking the class to say oh maybe yeah. i'll be funnier and i got up on the open mic and three out of the ten audience members actually laughed at one joke and i was hooked <laughs> now let me ask you this when you were a instructor like you would people would drive you around and you would mark the test and see if there well, was two yeah license. well i was dmv examiner i used to give the test oh, where i grade okay. the people and but i did this in a town of 4,500 people with no stoplight. 
<laughs> you had to drive a town over just to do the stoplight no, test? No, did, they didn't have to do a stoplight. So people would drive like two hours from San Francisco and come from Santa Rosa. They'd come from like hundreds of miles away just to take a test because they knew it was so easy. <laughs> well, we got no stoplights. Yeah. We got no stop Pretend signs. there's a pedestrian about yeah. to cross the street. <laughs> See those cattle in that field? That's a group of school children. What do you do? <laughs> This is what what's like the craziest thing that ever happened on one of those tests. Or did you do the road test, or you just did? I the did the road test. test. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was really no. That's the thing is, everyone's like, "Oh man, you worked at DMV for like seven years. You must have so many stories." And I was like, "It was the most boring job yeah. because of the town, nothing ever happened there." Yeah. Like my friends in LA, they were in car crashes and rollovers and. <laughs> During oh, yeah, the exam, we, we got rear end. We rear ended a, a Dodge Duster. I mean, going back in the, in uh, um, like my third year. Did it explode? Thank God, no, it wasn't a Pinto. No. We hit the guy, we rear on the guy, and he takes off. It was a hit and run. What? Yeah. You rear-ended him yes. and he left? Another uninsured motorist. So, of course, the student failed, though, so I felt bad. Well, yeah. I remember one time, I used, I started in, in uh, Santa Barbara at the Goleta office down there, which was, which was pretty nice. They used to have all these foreign students would come from, like, Germany and... and Europe and, and some Asian, they would take like these driving vacations. So they'd come out here because for like six, seven hundred dollars, they get a round trip ticket, and then they'd stay and get, take driving lessons for like a thousand bucks to get a license. Where uh -huh. if, like in Germany or England, it would take like a year and cost them a couple thousand dollars in training. Wow. So they would go back and say, "Oh, I now have a California license," and gra get grandfathered in. So there's always like uh. these influx of foreign folks in there, and then there was a huge population of Hmong. Oh, and it turns yeah. out there's uh, blue Hmong and white Hmong. Who, who I didn't thought? <laughs> There's a huge Hmong population yeah. in Minneapolis. Poor too. people, yeah. Let's. What, what do we want to do with these folks from the jungles of Southeast Asia? Let's throw them in Minneapolis <laughs> with the Somalis of Africa. That's that's a great. It's a great mix when you're doing late night blackjack dealing at the casino because that's all that's out there: are Somalis and Mungs right. playing blackjack. None of right. them speak English, and they're all yelling at each other. I'm like, I feel like holy war is about to break out on the fifteen dollar table. <laughs> But uh, it, it, it turns out they didn't have a written language in the Hmong. Hmong? Uh, uh, they claim no. It was all. They always took an oral test. Wow. So you have to listen to a tape. So we did that, and that was interesting. One time, <laughs> the weirdest thing was I had this Chinese guy, and uh, and he had this extra set of thumbs on his hands. What? These little miniature thumbs oh. sticking off of his thumb. So he's driving, and I like I couldn't focus on the driving <laughs> test because watching his thumb just kind of wave the little 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 little. The whole time. They should have hired him to be the Fonz. <laughs> right? Hey. Said, this guy must be the, yeah. Hey. I said, this guy's like the worst hitchhiker ever. Is he, uh, is he double time? Double time? You need the double time hitchhike there? <laughs> well, that's rough. I man. had one guy took the driving test uh, nine times. This was a Vietnamese guy before he finally passed. Yeah. Nine. Because, you know, again, not to cast aspersions and stereotypes, but you would have... New immigrants teaching new immigrants how to drive. You yeah. know? So one guy get his license, scrape by, get like a 70 because they felt sorry for him after the night time. And then he'd be the, the, the uh, surrogate instructor for the rest of the community, right? It's just like the pool of drivers gets worse and worse over and oh over. Oh, my Lord. 36 languages in the California DMV written test. Holy crap. 36. Yeah. That's insane. I got paid to give the test in Spanish, too. I got Spanish certified. So I went up to Sacramento, took a test. They did. I, I took the oral exams. Yeah. And evidently, I screwed up one. I said, I when they said, "Do you wish to renew your license in Spanish?" I translated as, "Do you wish to urinate on your license?" <laughs> no. <laughs> no gracias. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, all right, man. I still We've got certified, to- though. We've come to the amazing part of this podcast. Oh, no. This is the question. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I started a... I feel uh, like this is an ambush. This is... <laughs> I started a new thing when I interview guests on my show. It's a, uh, a fun game called Five Horrible Questions. So the rules of the game are there's five questions. You only have to answer one. But if you pass on all of the first four, you have to answer five. Can I consult my attorney first by text? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to, you can answer all five. Are these admissible uh, in court? <laughs> no, they are not. The, uh, can I have a sample of the five? Like, like, give me a sixth question just so I get a flavor of where this what? is going. <laughs> no, He's like, no, no. I run this podcast Come here. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, the fun's over now. No, they're really not that bad. <laughs> some of them are silly. Some of them are hard. So uh, the first question is, do pass. your do your best impression. <laughs> Does it have to be a celebrity impression? <laughs> See, I can do an impression. Hey, dear man. That's my brother. Right. <laughs> yes. I wanted I to do an impression of my mom. <laughs> I should. Because she's a white lady. Because my, my birth mother was half half white. Oh, it was half white. She was white, and my father was Mexican. And she lived in the barrio. Yeah. She sounds Mexican. My mother, first language, my adopted mother, first language, Spanish, grew up in East L.A. She's total whitewash. It was very confusing. <laughs> okay, so anyway, we're digressing. You're trying. To, I'm stalling for time until he runs out of time. Do, I won't have to answer the questions. Do your best famous impression there. I re-edited it. Next question. All right. <laughs> what is the one decision in your life you wish you could take back? Well, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one, one decision. No, that isn't easy because I've made many bad decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> I think it would be... Uh, uh, no, let's go to one more. I think okay. we can do better than that. They're very good questions so far. I'm impressed. If somebody gave you $50 million... To never tell another joke in your life, would you take it? And let me preface this, because the last comic thought it meant that he just stopped doing stand-up comedy and he got $50 million. But the, no. the key of it is, for the rest of your life, I you can't, can't say anything. be funny. Never, just even going to like Wendy's, yeah. I can't joke with you her. Can't be a, you can't tell another joke for the rest of your life. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's a tough one, yeah. Oh, that's easy. I would, I would, I would forget the fifty million. Yeah. If you can't, la- how do you put a price tag on laughter? Are you <laughs> kidding know. me? Sixty million. I might start thinking differently. <laughs> yeah. But. Well, I'm glad you answered that question. The next yeah. two, that's when they started getting rough. Oh, <laughs> do I get to hear the sample questions? Here? The next one was uh, name or uh, uh, name a comic you hate and why. <laughs> His name is Mark Poulos because he asks these fucking questions. They're putting me on the spot. No. And the fifth question. I love this guy. Which I don't think anyone will ever get to is reveal something you have never told your wife or significant other. Oh, nice. No one's gotten to that one yet? No one's gotten to that one yet. I can't believe no one's passed all the way to five. <laughs> no, the last guy, he uh, he didn't get to that question, but he's like, I'll I'll say it. I don't care. And I was like, wow. All right. Mark Poulos pulling out personal <laughs> information. Now, if we can just get Bill Cosby on the yeah. podcast, we'll get some questions answered. So, Bill, uh, question five: have Have you been Have you been raping? <laughs> Answer that question. Well, it was funny because I did uh, I did the college thing with this other comic who did a bunch of impressions, and he did Bill Cosby really 
good. So I thought it'd be funny. And this was before all this stuff broke. It was just like a minute thing back then. And uh, I said, can you do, (laughs) yeah, I said, can you do a Bill Cosby impression to like open my podcast? Like, you know, here's Mark Pulos doing this podcast. So his first impression was, uh, when I'm finished doing my raping, I like to watch. And I go, don't do that. This like, guy was, what they call it, prescient. <laughs> yeah. Right? So Why is Hannibal Burst getting all the credit? Is it I know. Because he appeared on the Mark Pulos bro- uh, podcast <laughs> yeah. that this may have actually broke. This so. episode's going to break wide open. <laughs> it's going to be cool. You're going to ride the Bill Cosby wave there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brutal, man. But... Uh, Mark Yaffe, you got anything you'd like to plug? Websites, Twitters, Facebooks, upcoming gigs? Yeah, um, well, you guys can always uh, check me out at laughwithmark.com. Um, Mark is that with, with a C or K. I oh, got them C both. Or K. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit. When, you, when your name's misspelled like mine is, you got to cover the bases. Yeah. Um, I is have there a, a story behind the C? My uncle was named Marcos. My grandfather's named Marcos, but my parents evidently were lazy, so they oh. just stopped at Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my dad told me he said I don't I didn't call you Marcus because I thought you'd get made fun of with that kind of name. Of course, he forgot our last name started with Poo. Yeah. So you had enough to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on your. But yeah, I mean, Flagola. I I, uh, I would have liked Marcos would have been fun for a while. You know, you always think of these. Hey, I'll do a I'll do a goofy name. So early on, my big marketing strategy, I was thinking about Marco Polo. That would have been great, huh? <laughs> Would you would you wear like one of those hats? <laughs> like you're trying you're right. to find the fountain of comedy. <laughs> I'd be bringing back Chinese noodles from all my gigs, turning into Italian food. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Twitter at Mark Yaffe, M A R C Y A F F E E, and uh, Facebook link right off my uh, laughwithmark.com website. I do have a CD. Uh, came out uh, at the beginning of the year. It's uh, called Chuckalicious, an uproar comedy label, and uh, you can Is download it on that. iTunes. It's on iTunes, Amazon, nice. and uh, free samples at the at the website. This uh, this episode will probably come out in a week or two. So, do you want to plug your New Year's Eve gig if anyone's listening in California? Yeah, except I got. Do I have time to look up the location? Because it's near, all I know is near Fort Lewis, Washington. Oh, yeah, I don't know the sure. exact town. It's going to be. Uh, we're going to be. I can vamp uh, until you uh, look up your. Uh, I know. Is, is that an iPhone? This is an iPhone. I've I've, I've been a Mac well. computer user for years, but I always had Android phones, and I finally said I got I got to sync it up. So pretty fine. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty technologically uh, useless, so this is very <laughs> dummy proof. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this poster is right here. Hang on. Yeah, so uh, December 31st, uh, New Year's Eve, we're going to have two shows, myself and the very funny Susan Jones out of Seattle. Nice. I don't know if you had a chance to work with Susan before. I have not, no. Oh, man, she's she's a beast on stage. Okay. She's opening tonight. Well, tonight, which, uh, according to the podcast, may not be actually tonight. Yeah. No. She's opening for Rob Schneider uh, oh. up in the uh, Emerald Queen Casino as she's we gonna, speak. She's going to probably bury him. I, I feel bad for him because she, man. I've had to follow her before, and that's uh, that's no easy task. Well, because I've done uh, I've done a lot of gigs in the last couple couple years where I've worked with these sitcom stars and movie stars, like opening up for them, and they're pretty bad. At well, see, this is the thing. You know, this is your job. This is your primary job. And, yeah. and if you guys have seen Mark on stage, you know the guy's awesome. And and we 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 hone our craft. These guys, yeah. you know, they're doing celebrity golf tournaments and they're acting in a show then they got a bit cameo in a movie it's like anything you know, you yeah. know i wouldn't want my surgeon to be part-time that's for sure 
All and right. then I, the name goes up, tickets sell out, everyone comes, and they're disappointed. Yeah. But then and they get that selfie with Rob Schneider, and they're happy. I again. promise if I get famous, I'll hire a writing staff that includes Mark Poulos. <laughs> and I hope he'll hire me if he gets famous. All right, here we go. Live comedy, Susan Jones and Mark Yaffe, 7.30 and 10 p.m., Cheers, Lakewood, Washington, December 31st. That'll be my big New Year's gig. Nice. Military discount. Uh, uh, a lot of guys over there at Fort Lewis, and would like to see them out there. And okay. Should be fun. And if anybody is around Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I will be doing New Year's Eve at Penguins Comedy Club. There's nothing says comedy it's like a penguin in uh, <laughs> Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's uh, going to be comedy and then dueling pianos afterwards. It's all-encompassing tickets. So Cedar Rapids, get out for a good show. And uh, go see Mark. Do not miss that, Cedar Rapids. Thank you again, Mr. Yaffe, for being on the show. Anything? Thank you for uh, for having me. Closing remarks. Closing remarks is um, you know we're going to have some uh, some fun with the ethanol people. That'll all be history by the time this airs. But uh, a closing remark is I hope we get to work together again. Well, thanks again, sir. Thank you. And that was my interview with uh, Mark Yaffe, a very funny comic uh, from Sacramento. Uh, Lives in L.A. now and partly in Reno. And uh, check out his stuff online. He's very funny. And uh, as always, you can get this podcast on Podbean, iTunes. Um, My uh, schedule on my website should be updated with the uh, 2015 dates. If I'm going to be in your town or near your town, get out and see a show. Because I'm pretty funny. And uh, I love to write new stuff. I can't stand doing the same stuff for too long. So I promise every time you come see me, it'll uh, it'll at least be a little different, if not mostly different. So uh, it's markpoulos.com. Uh, my Twitter is at the Mark Poulos. Um, yeah, and uh, appreciate you tuning into the podcast and tune in next time when we talk about who knows. What you need to do is get yourself a jello pudding pop in the picture page and watch an unbridled enthusiasm with the Mark Poulos, but you can't watch it because it's on the podcast.